Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast series brought to you in collaboration with Francia Corta DOCG. For the next few days, we will be replaying live sessions from the festival Francia Corta Digital Edition held on Clubhouse. Stevie Kim will be moderating this 360-degree look into this amazing Italian wine pillar whose origins date back to the Renaissance period. People who tune in can also grab a free copy of the book Francia Corta's Origins in the Italian Renaissance by participating in a short quiz. Find more details by visiting www.italianwinepodcast.com. And remember, don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud. Likewise, you can check out franciacorta.net. Now, on to our show. Swirl, swirl, sniff, sniff, sip, and sprint. Once again, here we go. Swirl, sniff, sip, sniff. While you drink, don't forget these tasting tips. If you were to do a side-by-side blind tasting, you know, with let's say with champagne and Franciacorta, of course, I know, you know, that's often the comparison. How would you, how, how would you teach your students to differentiate or the different characteristics? Uh, it's yeah, I'm asking you to do a dry tasting, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the key differences for me is in the ripeness of the fruit because you do tend to have this little bit more warmth. You can take advantage of the slopes a little bit more. You've got these moderating influences of Lagoiseo, which really help pump up the fruit character in a Franciacorta in comparison to the champagne. And whilst you have often, you know, these longer aging requirements for the lees, the autolytic characters don't necessarily come through quite as strongly because you've got this concentration of fruit. Uh, And that's also the same often with the acidity uh, and one of the great things about French Accorta is that um, zero dosage, so these pas dosage styles are really coming into their own in this appellation, this denomination, because you have this powerful fruit and you have a little bit more ripeness, a little bit more sugar and alcohol potential which means that you don't have to worry so much about adding that later in the process. So I'm really going to guide my students towards looking for that more fruit brightness and seeing how that interacts with the autolytic characters and and the the acidity. The other thing to consider is the the inclusion of the satin category, um, this category with a slightly lower bar of pressure and this really silky mouthfeel. the WSET don't necessarily show satin in their tastings. They're much more going to go towards uh, just the standard kind of brute styles. But when you are looking to do those tastings, I advise my students to also taste those styles to really understand the the different ways that French Quarter can express itself because of this fruit ripeness and because of this extra um, interaction with ripeness of fruit with with sugar levels and with acidity. Um, Christopher, ciao, Christopher. Walkie, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're the founder of Glass of Bubbly. Would you like to uh, contribute? Do you have a question for any of the panelists regarding Franciacorta? Okay, yes. So Glass of Bubbly is a uh, kind of information website. We do awards in London for champagne sparkling wines and we do London's tasting as well. Uh, Franciacorta, I know well, I've been a few times, uh, guest of Mosnell and obviously the wonderful lake. I just want to say, Frontier Quarter is also wine tourism. It's incredible. Uh, it really is a fantastic region. I've got a, a small tasting I'm doing soon with some Frontier Quarter labels, Rosé and Satan and etc. 
and um, I think it's a very good sparkling wine. While you drink, don't forget these tasting tips. Swirl. 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 Swirl.